This is the AZ Brandcast, where we explore Arizona's brand and the brands that make Arizona. I'm Mike Jones. All right, everyone. Today, I'm super excited to have joining us from UDA, Roxy Hellman, who is the Senior Communications Manager, and Ashley Ellickson, who is the Chief Business Operations Officer, or as I just found out, is pronounced Cebu. Yes. Over at UDA. Yes. I like that. That's super fun. <laughs> yeah. So for those that don't know, UDA is Arizona's largest and original dairy cooperative, producing and providing a wide variety of dairy products and services to brands like Fairlife, Kroger, Fry's, Franklin Foods, Shamrock Farms, amongst many others. And they recently undertook a pretty extensive rebranding process, which we'll definitely be digging into in a little bit. But first, Roxy and Ashley, thank you so much for coming on AZ Brandcast today. I think this has been a long time coming. Yes. So I'm like yeah, super we're excited, excited to be here. Totally. And uh, just tell our audience a little bit more about UDA and what you all do. Go ahead, Roxy. Me go first. Yeah, take it. <laughs> uh, all the things. So UDA is a dairy cooperative. So we have farmer stakeholders that are make up our cooperative, and we take their milk and help market it throughout the world. So we sell it locally, and then if we can't sell it locally, we can dry it at our plant in Tempe and then sell it globally. And Ashley might have more. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. um, absolutely. And then not only do we market and sell their milk, we have a service and supply uh, division at UDA who actually supply our farmers with um, whether it be uh, paper towels or everything to the chemicals that help clean their, their dairies. And then, of course, the service arm, which gets to go out on the farms and help any mechanical breakdowns and things like that. So we have a couple facets of the business. Yeah. But full service, which is also unique. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're the last standing dairy full mm-hmm. service co-op, right? Wow. I think so. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that idea that you're serving both like the end customer, you know, creating the products from the milk, um, supplying, you know, grocery stores and other um, other retailers, but you're also on the other side servicing and providing services to your member dairy farms, mm-hmm. yeah. which is really cool. Um, kind of that like two 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 way approach um, to service. That's really cool. What are some of the ways? Or obviously, you say dairy. I think most people think milk, but I know you do a lot more than just just milk that you might find 2% whole milk that kind of thing yeah there I'll let Roxy take our local products and then <laughs> our okay so uh local products locally we have um obviously milk that you buy in the grocery store uh as store brand so Kroger Safeway Lucerne mm-hmm. Albertsons those are all uh bottled in Arizona and made with our milk we have uh certain ice cream brands I believe the Lucerne brand is made uh, in Phoenix and there is Greek cream cheese, yogurt, Abbott Laboratories has mm. nutritional beverages. I mean, Daisy sour cream, there's all kinds of things. Yeah, just made right here. So then our manufacturing plant, when Roxy was talking about the powdered milk we make, mm. we have a variety of powdered milk. So the most common that gets exported all over the world is non-fat dry milk. So basically all it does is take the water out because mm-hmm. you don't want to ship water right essentially so you want to ship the actual proteins um, and that 
80% of that goes globally throughout the world. Um, some of the other things that we've been able to do, and there's a lot of R&D, believe it or not, that goes mm -hmm. into dairy, um, is take out different proteins within the milk, one of those being lactose, for example. We just finished a plant last summer that is making a high-grade lactose product that goes into mm -hmm. infant formula, and we're going through an audit right now to be able to go into pharmaceutical grade. So things that you wouldn't even know yeah. milk is... There's all these components within milk that we're, yeah. we're utilizing. Another one is lactoferrin, um, another ingredient within milk that we're able to extract through a very highly technological process and dry and ship um, overseas as well. And it's just a highly valuable product that goes in mainly to infant formula right now. So That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about the history of UDA. How have you gotten to where you are today? Sure. So uh, 61, almost 62 years ago mm -hmm. now, UDA started. But in the early 1900s to mid-1900s, uh, most of the farmers just kind of worked on their own and sold directly to bottles or processors. And then um, as that kind of got a little more challenging, you know, if a processor didn't pick up or the trucker was having an issue, you know, farmers were kind of left with, you know, what to do with our milk. So they all sort of banded together and um, created the co-op, which then uh, kind of gave them a, a collective power to pull their milk and work together for the betterment of all of the industry in particular. So it's definitely, you know, evolved over the years, but that was kind of the start in 1960. Hmm. That's crazy. That's uh, incredible to be around that long. Is that pretty common with a lot of co-ops and the United States? So the existing co-ops, most of them are pretty, pretty old, pretty old. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a handful of co-ops that just over time have kind of acquired the smaller ones. So they've gotten bigger. Yeah. So the ones that are still standing have mm -hmm. quite the longevity. Yeah. 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 And I, I think it's funny to think of, you know, where we're located right now on Broadway and Hardy is basically the center of Tempe. But back in the day it was considered the outskirts of town <laughs> yeah. and no one would ever move that far out and it was such a great location because it was so far away from the city and now it's literally like just milk trucks in the city <laughs> and there, there was a picture that roxy i you may have already found it before our 60th anniversary but it was literally broadway was a dirt road and mm. across the street was desert yep. and that was 60 years ago yeah yep. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean even you know, late 70s. Yeah. You know, there was a big flood and uh, the river here completely overflowed and knocked out, I think, the Mill Avenue Bridge. Mm -hmm. and I remember at the time, from stories I've heard, I wasn't here. <laughs> um, but uh, that, like, for a week, nobody could get from one side of the river to the other. And, like, Tempe was completely isolated mm -hmm. from the rest of Phoenix. Wow. And uh, people were totally scrambling. So. That's kind of a missed opportunity if you think about it. It could have been like this lake town. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they could have. Mm -hmm. They really could have. Could have really owned that. <laughs> <laughs> the joke for those that don't know is that there is a lake now in Tempe. Yeah. Which is man somewhat odd. It's very man made. <laughs> the middle of the desert. It's it's an odd thing. It's super odd. It uh, is pretty. It is pretty. It makes for a great waterfront. It's very sure. pretty. It's great mm -hmm. to walk around down there a few times date nights with my wife trying to figure out something to do especially in the middle of the pandemic as long as you don't pop the dam yeah, yeah. don't pop the dam 
Don't think, do that. I think they, they fixed that, though. They? I think it's permanent now. Okay. <laughs> it's not a bladder. It's not a giant yeah. balloon. <laughs> it deflated a few years ago, and everyone was like, wait, it deflated? The dam deflated? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, that's too funny. Uh, what have been some of the kind of successes and challenges to growing UDA over the years? You want me to take that one? So, gosh, challenges to growing. Um, Really, this is going to get into the nitty gritty, but Mm. our farmers are paid through what's called the federal milk marketing order. Um, And that paycheck that the producers get is determined by a plethora of... um, formulas that are determined by these different classes of milk. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, that hasn't changed near as much as basically the cost of living has. Mm -hmm. Um, As everything else has grown, the the paychecks of the farmers really haven't seen an increase very much at all. Mm -hmm. So it's really just been the economics. Probably the most expensive, arguably the most expensive, um, depends on who you talk to in New Mexico, they might argue something different. Uh, But milking in Arizona is probably the most expensive place to make milk. And Mm. that has a lot to do with the feed. Yeah. Um, So just, it's been basically the ability for our farmers to continue to pass along to the next generation and to grow. Um, And then of course, you always hear if you talk to um, anyone in the milk industry that producers like to grow when prices are bad and producers like to grow when prices are good. Mm. So then it's also managing, you know, your your 37 members and appeasing the growth. And yeah. then do we have a place for that milk to go? Because the last thing you want to do is to dump any milk on the ground. And yeah. that's why the co-op exists to help balance the milk that can't get sold. So mm. um, it's really just be, been how do you figure out and sustain a growth model that makes money for our producers, but then also allows for the growth of the co-op in general? So although we're somewhat, I would argue, somewhat like landlocked with our our milk supply now, really the whole concept, and maybe you'll get to this in a minute, but where we're going and moving forward to get past some of these struggles or hurdles that we've seen in the last at least five years, if not more. Hmm. What have you seen, Roxy? Pretty much the same thing. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to think of, though, that it's expensive to dairy here, but I feel like, especially in the wintertime, it's the best place to dairy. Our cows mm. are so happy, so comfortable. You know, it's not freezing cold winter. I mean, they make so much milk because they are in, you know, great temperatures, great weather. It's pretty dry for the most part. Mm-hmm. So that challenge is just interesting. Yeah. And we have the best quality of milk in the entire country. Yes. Mm. So why is that? Why is that? So a lot of that has to do with how the the cows are fed. So um, Roxy does a really good job at this, but <laughs> the nutritionists for the day, da- every dairy has a, a nutritionist, if not a handful of nutritionists on site that are always, Basically, they take the components of the milk, so that has to do with how much protein, how much butter fat, which is the cream, and you know, the higher you get um, in those components, you know, you know your feed rations working, and so they're treated and they eat probably better than most of us, and that's why the milk is the best. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. For each uh, stage in their, you know, pregnancy cycle, they get a different ration of food, or I guess in their milking cycle, they get a different ration of food. So if you're making a lot of milk, you're going to be eating a lot more. If you're, you know, pregnant, you're going to be eating this amount of calories. So it's very specific to each stage of life for the cows and hmm. good to make milk and good milk too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have to address it. There's an elephant in the room, which Uh-oh. is that oh boy. people want to drink milk less than they used to. Mm-hmm. All right, there's been a lot of kind of competitors on the market that are alternatives to milk. How how have you seen kind of that go, and and where have you seen opportunities to kind of maybe shift a little bit or create new products? There uh, definitely is a. I would say maybe lag and innovation uh, in the dairy space, but it feels like it's starting to kind of pick up. There's some new products coming out every year, uh, but yeah, the the nut beverages, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so-called nut beverages, are uh, definitely they have good marketing, good yeah. you know decent products that people like. So it's one of those hard things to balance. You know, it's like you want people to have a choice, but. Yeah. I will, I want them to choose milk, please. <laughs> <laughs> but cheese and yogurt. I mean, those yeah. are other great ways to get your dairy, and those are doing pretty good too. Yeah, yeah, I would hope so. I mean, cheese is tasty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit shifting gears a little bit. Talk about kind of Arizona and UDA's involvement in Arizona cattle. Obviously, being one of the five original C's of Arizona. Um, feels like a big part of the connection for all of you how is how has being in Arizona impacted the growth of UDA and I mean obviously you're very tied to the state with your with your dairies and you know I'll just kind of unpack that a little bit so I'll I'll give it a shot um really I think that was the way of thinking for a long time we're Arizona based we were incorporated by Arizona dairy producers we're Arizona which is great and fantastic. But like you just noted, there's only so much growth, Mm -hmm. you know? And so where do you go from here? So that's the journey we're on now. So we've just onboarded a new CEO and have redefined our strategy. And a lot of that has to do with growth and globalization. And we actually just onboarded our own sales and trading team. And a lot of that has to do with marketing these powdered products I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. So you talk about, okay, you may not have as many people buying that gallon jug of milk anymore, but there are definitely markets for the ingredients and the components within milk. So our vision now is, and for the next five to 10 years will be the globalization of UDA. Now, what does that look like? Whether that's through mergers, acquisitions, um, that's through the supply chain logistics piece, because we just onboarded a whole logistics team. For Mm. those of you keeping uh, a pulse on what's going on with the shipping containers and all the boats (laughs) sitting in the ports. Yeah, so we're in that business now. So that's exciting. Um, So we're on a new trajectory. Mm. Um, And we understand that the milk shed here can only grow so much. So how do we grow that milk shed? And it's going to be in other geographies. Yep. Same with manufacturing. Um, like we were talking about at the beginning, we're somewhat landlocked where we are in Tempe with our manufacturing facilities. So there's you know definitely ideas on the table about where do we grow manufacturing? Hmm. Could it be in Arizona? Absolutely. Will it be elsewhere? 
probably that too. Yeah. So there's a lot of exciting things going on. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really exciting. Anything to add, Roxy? No, I was just thinking more of, um, I just learned this recently, that we actually make more dry dairy products on our one site than mm. most co-ops make mm. on multiple sites. So that kind of gives us a little bit of an edge to kind of pivot as needed. If we don't need this product, we can turn it into this product mm -hmm. instead. So um, there's definitely exciting, I don't know. A lot of opportunity. Exciting things happening. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, talk about UDA's brand. What? How would you define the brand? What makes it remarkable? Oh, man. It's really... <laughs> so much to unpack there. So much, so much remarkableness. So much. Yeah. Um, I mean, UDA as a whole, it's the farmers, it's the people. I mean, it's kind of hard to just, it's almost indescribable. That's <laughs> <laughs> we're so remarkable. But um, it's been a fun ride with everyone at yeah UDA. i mean i, I think that it. <laughs> yeah and i'll just give kind of my i'm not a marketing mm -hmm. person whatsoever but i think the interesting thing going through our rebranding for me was learning how to rebrand and and really speak to our branding when it's b2b mm. type of marketing um you know when i get a call I actually, this is a real story. I got a call from uh, Senator Kerr yesterday morning, and she's getting calls that there's no milk in the cases in a Walmart in Payson. <laughs> That's something that we don't control because yeah. we're we're at the beginning of that supply chain, and it's gone to maybe yeah. two or three others down the supply chain. So it was just interesting for me to learn. Okay, so we do have a brand. Mm -hmm. Who are we? What are we? And I think through the journey we've gone through with Resound, it's really, I think, kind of pulled that out of us all. Mm -hmm. You know, we may have started as a farmer-owned cooperative, but we're more than just a dairy cooperative. We have a lot more to offer, you know, the city of Tempe, the state of Arizona, the dairy industry as a whole. We're a player on the global marketplace. So I feel like all of those pieces come together. So we're speaking to different end users. We're speaking to the legislature we're speaking you know to the global marketplace um we're speaking to arizona and consumers whether we like it or not we may not be directly <laughs> directly to them um yeah i don't know if i'm making any sense at all but to roxy's point there's just so much there yeah, yeah. it's such a unique a co-op is such a unique thing because you're not just one central mm -hmm. organization you're a company built of other companies, companies and organizations yeah. so what was really unique about the rebrand was figuring out not just what the, the plant operations were doing, but what the farmers believed in and what everybody believed in that was involved with this. And so um, that central theme of excellence and being united in excellence, not just like, oh, our plant is super clean and we do really good work, but like our farmers are bought into this mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. um, and they're, they're providing excellence straight from the farm. Um, and even just some of the things that we've already talked about here in the last 20 to 30 minutes is like excellence in the feed that we're giving our cows. Right. We want the best milk. We want the, the best ingredients for our yeah. products. So um, just some of those themes that, that really just kind of course through everything that's involved with UDA. It's really yeah. interesting. No, that's you. You did a really good job at 
defining all of that Perfect. because you're right. I, I like read you. your brand book every it's day. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you it's worked so on good. this. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then what came to mind is quality. Yeah. Right. And it, and you made a good point. It's not only the quality and the excellence within the plan, it's the quality of the milk, the quality of, you know, the, the farmers, the quality of the people like Roxy and I and our mm-hmm. other colleagues that are working every day to further, you know, this endeavor. So, yeah. 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 And you're, you, you're dealing with food, right? And mm-hmm. when you're dealing with food, you're dealing with one of the like most quality controlled products in the world. Um, you know, the bar is really high. You can't get it wrong. And so I, I do think that there's that aspect that's kind of filtered through in everything that you do, that the bar needs to be set really high for everyone involved. Absolutely. Um, and so I, that definitely has come out as we've t- had a lot of conversations and done big brainstorming sessions and yeah. kind of worked with everyone to kind of figure out, okay, what is, what does UDA kind of stand for and, and what drives everyone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've, I've been through the plant several times with Roxy and the team and like, there's just so many, I mean, if you like Chrome, you need to go to the warehouse. It's just chromed out all over the place. But what, what's interesting is like you see the operation over there. It's incredible. I mean, just so much technology, so much built over there. And I imagine it'd be very difficult to to just one day say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna do like high quality stuff now." Like we weren't really into that before, but we're gonna do that now. <laughs> that's how it's been built from the ground up, and that's played into getting other companies to come here to mm-hmm. work with you guys, mm-hmm. um, other brands that also value quality or that just plain out plain old need quality, high quality ingredients, high quality milk, and you guys were built that way. And it enabled you to attract other companies and other businesses to Arizona, which is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you guys have a high value of within that excellence of like being innovative Mm -hmm. and excellent in that innovation. I mean, Roxy, you kind of alluded to it earlier of, you know, there's probably of all the industries out there, you know, dairy might not be the most innovative industry all the time. And you guys are definitely pushing that envelope some of the products you're working on yeah i would argue there's definitely a lot of innovation you just wouldn't know that you know the little old plant over there on broadway and hardy has it going on yeah you know (laughs) there's a lot going on in there yeah absolutely people have no idea um that's great uh talk to me a little bit about like kind of the core values of the business and how those have driven things for you oh man i was gonna remind myself so (laughs) I I mean, as Mm -hmm. as always, quality, of course, is uh, our highest value. Everything, all of our values lead up to quality. It's a really big deal. And then um, our other values of steadfastness. So we want to we have this long lasting business um, community. We give back to the city of Tempe. We give back to um, the state of Arizona and uh integrity super huge i'm i'm remembering them now yeah so being tried being tried and true (laughs) this is is the quiz section of the podcast i knew i was gonna remind myself too integrity is huge you know it's not just it's Mm. what you do when no one's looking so this that's a great example for milk you know you don't people don't necessarily know what's going on inside the plant but what we're doing inside the plant is making sure that our products are of the highest quality um, and there's one more Is it community. Did you say I community? said community drive drive? I'm like, milky. Right. sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My hand motion was not helpful. 
I mean, it's we uh, we said it was always moving yes. forward. So Ooh, yeah, you throw the, the cow one. in there too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the one. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I totally butchered that. Yeah, you guys have a lot of drive. And that's it was like very clear. The minute we kind of like stepped in the room and got everybody gathered together, and everyone's like got not only their own like drive within their own roles and responsibilities, but yeah. drive to move UDA forward and yep. really do a great job, have fun doing it. Yep. Um, you guys have people that are passionate about powdered milk, yeah. <laughs> which is just incredible. <laughs> That's kind of fascinating. Where else are you going to find that? I, you never really yeah. know. And then I think, were we in the middle of the pandemic when we mm. rebranded? Yep. yep. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we were just in high gear anyways, and every, uh-huh. no one was... Yep stopping so no. the fact that we stopped it to do a branding workshop i was like wait a second what are we doing it was actually extremely impressive that roxy got all those people yeah. in that room yeah. yeah it's kind of funny to think back now i'm like why why did i schedule that yeah. determination yes drive it was my drive. drive you were driven yes what's Make interesting too about about the the brand and the values and ashley you mentioned this earlier is that you guys recently hired a new ceo and when that happens in an organization, typically that that could result in a big change culturally and all that stuff. And that I think that has happened to some degree. But to see those values kind of just remain as the pillars of the organization, even with such a big change, has been really encouraging and um, just really cool to see you guys just continue to go down that mm-hmm. path. Yeah, uh, definitely. With, with Absolutely. I, I You know, I'll say about, you know, bringing on Robert Chesler as our CEO, he's really into empowering those who do have the vision. So I will speak like maybe for him, but I think that the fact that all of us got in that room from all levels of the organization, sat down and worked on this rebranding together, he came in and was like, you guys are passionate about this, I'm empowering you. And that's the approach he's taken. So yeah, he's been, it's been awesome. It's definitely a renewed excitement, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Encouraging and yeah. just crazy. There's, yeah, there's definitely an air of excitement all the things. buzzing in the office. That's yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, it could just be the sales and trading team now that they're upstairs with us. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> People everywhere. That and we don't have, like, at least some of us don't have, like, actual offices anymore. Yeah. So we're kind of, like, yeah. buzzing, literally buzzing yeah. around. I, like, pop in. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and take a call. I'm yeah. not talking to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just saw a photo on, I was telling Sam, I saw a photo on LinkedIn of someone who just come back to the office after being gone for the pandemic. And they had, I don't know if they or someone had taped a piece of paper to the back of their chair as they were working. And it said, um, don't talk to me unless you and I both want to lose the next two hours of your life because I won't be able to stop <laughs> talking. That's, That's true. really That's true. A thing. That's so. a thing. Yeah, because we definitely, especially when the kids were out, were uh, more working from home, and then I felt like I was so excited to get back in the office, but I also felt like it was so easy to just be like, "Tell me everything about yeah. what's going yep. on," mm-hmm. and yep. get sidetracked. Yeah, yep. so much excitement to interact again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, talk to me a little bit about the last year and a half, two years. How how did the pandemic kind of impact UDA, and kind of what what experience was that like? from the business side of things. You want me to take this one? Yeah, (laughs) it's definitely a combo. So it was um, just like everybody in, I mean, extremely impactful at the beginning. 
Hmm. Who could have prepared for almost overnight, you know, basically a shutdown of business, supply chain, Mm -hmm. you know, office buildings. The thing and the unique thing about the dairy industry is that we are 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, because you can't shut off milking a cow (laughs) like a faucet. So although, you know, many people started to see, like I just described earlier about the no milk on the shelves, you know, they were limiting milk purchases. Um, We started to see supply chain back up. Um, there was dumping of milk at that time. There was several new stations and interviews that were done. I know Roxy kept at one point like an Excel spreadsheet about who was talking to who, you know, worked on messaging. I mean, it was like, it was all hands on deck. Um, What we worked diligently to do is to ensure that our message got out there immediately. We were working with our, you know, our state representatives, with our lobbyist group to make sure that people knew we were trying to get product to them as quick as we could because we had the milk. The milk was never not there. Um, But just like everybody else, you know, there wasn't enough refrigerated trucks to move to the grocery stores because people were in a frenzy buying everything off the shelf so quickly. So that, you know, that big um, disruption supply chain hit us hard for a good two weeks. Um, And then we instigated immediately uh, a daily executive call Uh, like I think it was 8 or 9 a.m. And it was just like, okay, what's going on? What are the issues you're seeing? You know, how do we handle COVID? Because it was like, well, what's COVID? And how scared should we be? And how do we protect our employees? And, you know, should we wear masks? Should we not? We erred on the side of being safe. We ordered masks really early on. We instigated policies early on, kind of before there was anything really out there. Mm -hmm. So, um I look back and we pivoted quickly. Mm. And I think that's why, Roxy, you say, why did I do in the middle of the pandemic? Why did I do rebranding? <laughs> I think because we're like, bring it on. Yeah. We got Whatever. we got through that. We're still moving. Let's do this thing. Like, yeah. no one's going to stop us. Yeah. Um, I There was one pivotal day uh, that I can remember with our previous CEO. And it was a day when one of our largest customers who does food service was like, oh, by the way, we're shutting down. And that was kind of <laughs> like the start of, oh, yeah, there's a lot of milk here. And I was going to go in and do like a, a video message with him. And I was so excited. And he was like, I, I can't do this right now. I've never seen anything like what has just happened. And Roxy, I don't know. I don't know what to say. And he just I've never seen him be shaken or kind of this was like completely new so it felt very heavy and I was like oh Mm. man what's gonna happen so the fact that we've made it since that day and it feels like we're stronger and better together Mm -hmm. um it's crazy yeah absolutely and I you know I'll just like highlight a couple other things we worked you know Roxy worked diligently with um uh I'm going to totally forget the term, the food banks and trying to get donations to food banks. And I worked with um, the Department of Education or Education and Agriculture, actually, to get these waivers from USDA to get gallon milk jugs into the school lunch program Mm -hmm. because kids weren't at school. Places like Nogales, like if those kids didn't get a school lunch, they weren't eating. So we were like. It was like getting nutrition to the people, mm-hmm. <laughs> making sure our farmers didn't dump milk, yeah. and 
blocking like and tackling alternative like district ways to distribute exactly right? yeah. it's yeah. like we have the nutrition we can yep. do this we just need to find the right partners yeah. um and i think that was there was a lot of people involved um mm. and, and wanted the same thing so that was really inspiring but during those times yeah and definitely um when we first started dumping milk and it was kind of more on the news and yeah. people were almost enraged they were just yeah. like how could you do this and we were like we we literally <laughs> we we don't bottle milk we have nothing we can do where can like we put it well yeah. well you tell us like where do you want this to go so it, it felt a little discouraging at first but then when we kind of rallied with united food bank we made a little community donation page um we raised almost twenty thousand dollars for them to purchase milk and transport milk and just that alone was super inspiring and encouraging because I'm like, yeah, even the community wants to get in on this mm -hmm. and help those who need it right now. So it was crazy, but awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's cool to think about, too, just like the operation being so central to not just Tempe, but like mm. the whole state, really. I mean, it's in the, the middle of everything. State. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to be able to pivot that quickly to reach really the, the ends of the state um, to help out like that is, is pretty incredible. It's kind of like we have this not so secret weapon right in the middle of our state that's just uh, just always there, always pumping out. <laughs> yeah, pumping out milk. That's right. Um, tell me, I like to ask everybody I talk to on the podcast, like what's what's been the most interesting or favorite thing you've done to promote the brand over mm -hmm. the years? There's usually like one or two things that are like, oh, we had fun with that or that was interesting that was random that was weird anything i have something go ahead you this go. is before we Maybe do rebranding yeah, yeah, yeah um so my favorite day ever at uda was actually with sam uh. when we were <laughs> uh it was you sam it was you, you. Yeah, i met you. sam and i was like That's this is my favorite story. part of the job <laughs> the end <laughs> so, he's all this is weird uh, it was when we were uh nominated for a business excellence award yeah and oh, yeah. sam's old business pelican media pelican media yeah. yes uh filmed you know the farm to table or you know mm -hmm. farm to plant process for our brand or our company video for this. And everything ran so smoothly. I think we filmed in half of a day. People were where they needed to be at the right times and excited and wanted to be part of it. And at the end, we had this big group shot and I was like, oh my gosh, no one's gonna show up because everyone's so busy. And we had like 50 people show up for this mm. big giant group shot at the end. And I was just like, my heart is overflowing with happiness. Like people, People want to be part of this, and people are excited, and so that was super fun day. That was a fun day. Yeah, that was an incredible video. I will say every time I watch it, I get, like, invigorated, mm -hmm. like, and so grateful to be a part of the organization. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have so many things, like, that I get excited <laughs> about. <laughs> give us give us one or two. Gosh, one or two? So I – this is more, I guess, at, like – the national level yeah. like i love when like going to conferences people mm. are like oh uda we know uda what are you doing you're doing some pretty cool things you know roxy does oh i'm getting compliments on our website right like even the previous website and new website um it's just awesome to be recognized mm. and knowing that we're out there even if we aren't physically out there right because we didn't really ever sell our own products we don't mm -hmm. have our own you know, consumer brand. So to me, that's really exciting. Yeah. No, it's clear there's there's a reputation you've built in the industry, yeah. you know, and it may not 
may not always trickle down to the end customer. Sure. And maybe yeah. that's okay. Maybe that's good. Um, yeah. They don't need to know. But I think your partners really know that and they see it. Obviously, they're asking, you know, yeah. what are you working on now? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I will so. say, especially with the new logo rolling out this year, people have been so like complimentary and just love it and i'm like it's resound <laughs> go to resound for all your so. needs uh, <laughs> all your marketing needs <laughs> yeah but i mean it's just such a different vibe from yeah. you know what we had before yeah 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 i think because it's we own it mm-hmm. like as as a collective like we worked on it yep. together yep. we yep are committed to it. And I think that that's what makes it so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say like, I mean, we were honored that we got to be a part of that process, but it was your, it's your brand and it was very clearly a collaborative process, even internally amongst your teams mm-hmm. of, you know, one, just kind of working on what, what do we stand for and what's driving the business, but also even what what's the logo gonna look like, right? and. We, are we going to change the logo at all? Are we going to change it at all? I mean, that was a big question. <laughs> you know, we sat in that room with there could not what, be anything better. <laughs> Twenty people all with a different opinion on that yeah, logo. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you had so many different tenures in that yeah. room. You had people. What Steve's been there thirty-seven years. Mm-hmm. My predecessor, who wasn't in the room, but he was there 42, 43 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. So you had that, and then you had people like me. I think I'd only been there not even four years at the time. Mm-hmm and everything yeah. in between yeah. right yeah. so yeah and we had our new it vp of it i think he was there a month or two yeah like two months yeah he was very new so yeah, yeah you even had people in that room who had like the previous previous yeah. logo like on their shirts <laughs> yes so. still trying to get and really like that yeah i want this they still have them <laughs> we're working on it's retro now out. Yes. now it's retro right it's limited great. edition it's cool yeah. it's cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, it was such a fun process, though. Yeah, I think to go through really and kind of I'd, unpack what makes what makes UDA unique and authentic and real. And I had never done anything like that. Sticky notes on the wall. <laughs> like, there were a lot of sticky I notes. I am all about that. Yeah, that was a great yeah. process. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really a creative person in my daily. So yeah, it's good. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And that was a remarkably smooth process too. That real it was. Brand. Which full credit to Roxy yeah. for pushing Not it through. Like, it was just, Kudos. oh man, it was that. I don't know. I think it, everyone was too busy. The they were just yeah, so maybe. busy. They're like, for sure, yeah, whatever, yeah. Roxy. I'm like, we're good. I'm in pandemic Let's mode. Go. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just go. Well, that's that drive. That's the drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, dairy seems like kind of a commoditized market. How do you kind of stand out? How do you mm-hmm. kind of say, hey, this we're doing something unique and special even within an industry where it's milk is milk, right? Um, or at least maybe that's the assumption. I don't know. Can you talk about our, so, our new fun ideas? or I mean, yeah. And I feel like there's kind of two ways to look at this, right? Because we have the brand, you know, our powders that we sell out of the manufacturing plant. And then, you know, we have the raw milk, which, you know, I don't know which one of you was talking about, but it has such a high quality, you know, that we want to promote other companies to come here and use it within their process, mm-hmm. right? And that's exciting too. So, um, 
on the powder side of things, you know, we, we literally just onboarded a whole new sales and trading team maybe eight weeks ago and continue, are continuing to grow that. So as far as differentiating ourselves and lifting ourselves up from the commodity market, you're absolutely right. The nonfat dry milk, that is the commodity market. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you create that higher value add? Um, and that's kind of what we're on our journey with now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where you were going to go with it, but that was what I was thinking. Yeah. So it's go like ahead. Super yeah. early. Mm-hmm. Like just kind of tightening up uh, what we have and our sales team. And I think we're going to brand it and move yeah. forward with um, a branded powdered milk product and Ooh. other fun things. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, a little more detail into that. Like, we're about to create a separate entity, solely owned subsidiary of UDA, and kind of be able to get allocations from other manufacturers and return a higher value to other co-ops that are you know smaller mid-size that maybe don't have an internal marketing and sales team Mm -hmm. because right now they're paying you know more money to outsource those sales and we feel we have a premier sales and trading team to be able to do that and market that out to the rest of the u.s dairy industry so that'll be Roxy's that's next fun endeavor. Fun to come. Yeah. That's the that's the Surprise. fun part of full yeah. service. Yeah. yeah. You come up with more ways to serve, you know, your different constituents and new products, new services, mm-hmm. new ways to do that. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's really cool. And it is kind of an honor when, you know, we say we have high the highest quality milk in the nation. Uh, I want to say a lot of that was kind of pushed by Fairlife and their quality needs. Mm-hmm. And then we made sure that we could meet them and exceed them, and which just makes everyone else's milk mm-hmm. better, too. So, you know, your milk can stay fresher longer. It has more protein, better butterfat. I mean, it's just good for everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten that feedback from mm-hmm. our other customers. They're like, wow, like this is different for X, Y, Z reason. And we're like, oh, yeah, you're getting the benefits of the higher quality milk. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So when I go to like Fry's and pick up a gallon of milk, I'm getting a better gallon of milk than like if I were to go shopping in a different state. Probably. <laughs> I mean, totally, right? I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah, Roxy's 100%. not biased at all. Yeah. Well, no, so my brain goes to like, well, what if the milk is driven to Utah? Like, yeah. I can't say that technically. So, okay. yes. I'm just going to say yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. That's cool. Is there anything exciting coming up? I mean, you just talked about some things that are coming up. Is there anything you particularly want people to know about, go check out um, that's coming up? Or I assume you've got. Lots of job openings, like everyone else. <laughs> we do. Yes. Anyone wants sure a job, a big please. One. Yeah. Come on over. Come on over. <laughs> or actually, go to our website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go to the website first. Yes. Maybe yes. fill out an application, yes. and then Maybe easier. <laughs> then, if if it if it works, then come. Yes. Yeah. Also that. Anything else? I don't know. Cool. I don't think yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, well, last question. This was the fun one. So uh, like I, I mentioned before, we like to play a game at Resound called Name 10 Things, a little improv game. And so I thought it'd be fun to do that with you two as well. So we'll do Name 10 Dairy Products. UDA will add to the mix someday. Whoa. And there's no wrong there's answers. There's no wrong answers. That's one of the key rules of Name 10 Things. So a product that UDA will add to the mix, no wrong answers. Drinkables. Drinkables. Mm. There we go. One. Swiss cheese. Two. <laughs> 
Yeah. Nice. It's specific. <laughs> it's very specific. I like it. Parmesan. Three. Oh. oh, delish. I'd be down with that. What if there's a new flavor of curd? Let's get some new curds. Four. Ranch new flavored. Curds. I don't know. Ranch. Doritos sports. Locos curds. I'll get real geeky Laxoproxidase. Excuse me, what? I know. I had to do it. Is that even a thing? It's it's like lactoferrin, but it hasn't been highly utilized yet. Mm. So it's a new emerging market. Mm. That's cool. So I'm gonna throw it out there. For those for those dairy nerds out there yeah. who understand the yes, words that totally you just that. said. Yeah. I'm over here going, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you're at five. I think the pharmaceutical more. grade lactose is going to be mm. a game changer. USP audit. Yep, six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. MPC 80. Milk protein okay. concentrate. Okay. We make MPC 70 today, so that's okay. a percentage of the protein okay. in, the, in the mix. But there's a there's a market and a higher value, if you mm. will, for MPC 80. So there you go. Seven. What if I go a little bit broad and Do it. say like RNG, because our dairy farmers are doing the methane digester thing mm-hmm. and kind of getting into the whole natural gas space. Oh, oh yeah. This is interesting. We're going to be yeah. environmental solution. Energy Absolutely. Go. You're not going far out of this space <laughs> yes. at all. An energy I, company. Energy. Yes. Gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's number eight. Land barons. All right. Nine. Okay. Uh, Bring it home. Warehousing overseas. There you go. Ten. Cool. Ooh, full that's service. A good one. I like that. Full service. That's interesting. Around the globe. Yep. That's cool. where we're headed. Well, Roxy, Ashley, thank you so much for coming on the AZ Brandcast. Thank this you. Was a great yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> Thanks for flying through all my questions. <laughs> I feel like I had a lot of questions us. this time. Um, so, for people to find out more about uh, you guys and UDA, I think the website's probably a good place mm-hmm. to go uda.coop mm-hmm. for those that want to go check that out. Please do. Um, or you can find them and everything about UDA and what you're doing right now on their Instagram and Twitter, Facebook channels at UDA Milk. It's another great place to uh, mm-hmm. to find them. Anywhere else that I need to add? We're on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. LinkedIn. Check them out. On or LinkedIn. stop into the Milk and More store. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. In stop at the Milk and More store on a Thursday for your fresh cheese curds. Fresh yep. curds. Ooh, or fresh right now curds. for your cheese boxes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Holiday cheese, cheese boxes. boxes. Holiday cheese boxes. Or eggnog is right now. And too. eggnog. Mm. A thing. That's so awesome. Good. Yep. I'm going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. That just got added to my list. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome. Sam, that was a good idea. Milk and More. Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sam knows. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank all of our listeners for listening in on another episode of AZ Brandcast, where we delve into the makings of remarkable brands right here in the state of Arizona. Thanks you. Thanks so much for joining us. If you want to find out more about AZ Brandcast and all of our past episodes, they are on azbrandcast.com, or you can find us and all of our episodes on all of your favorite podcast directories like um, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Pandora. I think we're on Amazon Music now, which is pretty cool. And pretty much anywhere else, if there's somewhere that you like to listen to podcasts and you don't find us, please let me know. Send us an email at azbrandcast.com. And don't forget, you are remarkable. The AZ Brandcast is a project of Resound and is recorded in Tempe, Arizona with hosts Mike Jones and Chris Stadler. It's produced and edited by Sam Pegel. Music is produced and provided by Pabrid, an Arizona-based music group. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and at azbrandcast.com. 
If you'd like more episodes, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you prefer to get your podcasts. To contact the show, find out more about AZ Brandcast, or to join our newsletter list to make sure you never miss another episode, check out our website at azbrandcast.com. Copyright Resound Creative Media, LLC, 2020.